Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 300 and no, 430. I correct myself. 430. My name is Eric Nelson. And with me today, I have my co-host, John White, Wednesday, April 25th, 2018. John, how's it going? Doing really well. Color of the Bay Report today is a dark blue with uh, white caps from, yeah. all the, from the wind. A little bit of wind kicking up. I got to say that we went from winter now to summer. It's yeah. like it was just over a weekend. Just yep. decided to get nice and warm and sunny, so we're doing good. On the show today, we're going to talk about VMworld and uh, VMworld Reg opens um, May 8th, and so we're going to talk a little bit about why we want to go to VMworld and the things that we're doing from a community social perspective, uh, the brown bag talks uh, to uh, the blogger tables, what's happening with the expert, the expert party, hackathon, a whole bunch of stuff that we run at VMworld. So we have Elsa here to join us because Elsa is going to be our uh, VMTN community booth manager where she works with Alistair Cook and V Brownbag and gets all the sessions in. And we're also expanding it in the code side. So we'll talk a little bit about what we're doing with code, the podcast studios. We had a lot of podcasters that showed up last year. So we're, we're going to do that again. So we're going to talk about all that. But before we talk about that, we should probably talk a little bit about the news. Um, and let's talk about the news. So next week, uh, there is Dell Technology World in uh, Vegas, yep, our yep. favorite city. Right, So um, <laughs> I know that Tommy Berry from our team is going to be there, going to be running social, uh, trying to hit some of the expert events that are going to be happening. Uh, I know John Troyer is going to be there, so he offered to meet up with people. So he's doing some expert work uh, as well. Yeah, so we can we can mention John Troyer again. He who shall not be named can be named. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's good. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously the vSphere 6.7 stuff is still going strong. A lot of great blogs out there that are talking about 6.7. Too um, many. Too much good content about yeah. 6.7 out yeah. there. I mean, with all the stuff that dropped all at the same time, with all the code for people to download and start to use, you know, put in their uh, beta labs, oh, my goodness, so much, so much content out there. Yeah, it is, and uh, we have been working with the vSphere team and expect to have maybe five or six podcasts coming up through now to VMworld talking about the vSphere features. Wow. Uh, it's going to be leading up to VMworld, so that should be fun, uh, working working with that team to get those those guys scheduled in. So they're planning uh, four or five different guests over you know, maybe up to six, uh, one or two a month, depending on how we schedule it. So that should be fun. Um, what else is happening? We got obviously VMworld opening up uh, May 8th for registration. We'll talk all about that. Uh, and I think that's it from a news perspective. Yep. Uh, everything else has been pretty healthy and uh, good weather. There is um, the uh, vForum, US vForum was last week, and there is a lot of good feedback from that. Yep. Um, there is, a, I think, uh, one of your colleagues here um, who runs the hands-on labs. The, the right. Yeah, Pablo um, Roche had a really interesting, I think it was on LinkedIn maybe, or it was 
uh, a tweet or something, and it was about just how many labs uh, got used during the V forum uh, time period, and yeah. it, that was really cool. It was a big number. In fact, yeah. it was like uh, like a third or forty percent of total amount of activity that uh, VMworld would normally saw. Wow! They actually saw. Uh, in some of the programs they ran uh, during the VFORM online. That's amazing. So, so the numbers are really strong there. Other thing that w- we can summarize was the um, the partner exchange, which I forget the name of it, that was going on. Uh, Empower? Empower. Yeah. And Empower sold out. So they had a target of having 1,000 partners there, mm-hmm. um, and they had uh, over, they had 1,000. They had to shut down Reg. Um, wow. And, oversubscribed and, probably. Yeah, yeah, oversubscribed, busy. They had to get more halls, repeat sessions. I guess that was also booming. So yeah. uh, the feedback from the community was that it's the right time, uh, it was the right content, and the right place. So they had it in the Eastern Seaboard, right? Uh, I think it was right. in Atlanta. Um, they they had it in the time that people could set up for the year. There's not a lot going on, I guess, in April. Right. They could they could go, and then they focused on labs and training materials and certifications. Oh, that was the 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 bit. I think they had. Over 350 certifications, um, oh, which wow. is about the same number they get at VMworld, right? Yeah, so the yeah. certs wow. that they had. Uh, now, it was focused on education, so the whole event was focused on enablement, right. enablement uh, education, much different than previous PECS uh, agendas. So they, they listened, and I guess they got really, really good feedback from everybody who was there. So, uh, And it sold out, so that's also good. So that's the that's the summary of uh, Empower. So they're really excited about that. They're going to do that every year. So it seems like uh, the first quarter of each new season, they're going to try to run those. Uh, and the idea of training and lots of training material um, is going to be enablement for, right. for that event. So right. that's really positive. And that came from Robin Matlock and CMO. They did an all hands, and they were all really excited about uh, how that turned out because they weren't sure what to do and right. when to do it. and that was the feedback. So right, so, I mean, if you plan for two thousand, you only get one thousand. Then that right, then that looks good. And they <laughs> they only announced doing it um, in I think early January, right. or Late January. It was so pretty they short. Had, like, yeah, they only had like eighty days to reg everybody and mm-hmm. get everybody there committed to doing that. So they were pretty excited about the fact that it was good and the feedback forms. Everybody was talking about how the timing was right, the content was right, the place was right. It's so, awesome. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for um, news. You can watch to see. I know Pat's presenting uh, on May second. I think. Yeah, he's one the, of the keynotes at the keynotes yeah. at Dell Technology World. So that's pretty good. Um, I don't know that somebody uh, on on chat asked if there were special events during uh, Dell Tech World uh, for V experts. Um, I think there are a couple things going on. Uh, so we'll try to send out. Maybe we'll do a send out to the experts. The alias. Uh, a summary of things that are happening. Uh, I know there's some going to be some NSX stuff happening, um, and we're scheduling some outbound around NSX with the V experts. It'll happen next week, um, but I don't I don't have the I don't have events, but I know there are a few things going on. So I will see if I can get that and send out the experts an email of what they should be watching for next week. Well, we could, um, you know, of course Tommy's going to be there, um, but he's not. He's not hosting. He doesn't have like a hosted bar event or anything like that. No. Sorry, Tommy. No, Tommy's just going to be there to do outbound social with them. Right. 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 And orchestrating all the outbound social for for the event itself. Yeah. Uh, well, if you found out you're going, it should be a great event. 
Vegas is going right. to be there, and a lot of VMware people are going to be there. And, well, if you're a VM yeah. expert, also, you might want to um, watch the Slack channel. Maybe that would be another way that you could yeah. uh, get information okay. and yeah. maybe coordinate with other V experts. So even if there's not an official, you know, uh, event that's going on, you know, right then and there, maybe you could uh, create an informal one. Okay. Yep. All right, moving on to uh, what our subject for today, which is kind of open mic. So, you know, we're just going to talk about all the programs that we're running in VMworld. So, Elsa, you get to be the uh, the new Katie Bradley because Katie Bradley has left us. So you know, you you've stepped up to be our our BM10 booth manager. Yeah, big shoes to fill. I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Katie does have huge feet. That's yeah. a really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a, <laughs> it was a strong critique. I I don't think any of us really were going to talk about that, but I okay. hope she's listening right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> For Halloween last year, we we all dressed up as clowns, and she didn't have to wear special shoes. She yeah, was, she just fit huge, perfectly. Perfect. I can't believe I said that. I'm so yeah. sorry, Katie. Yeah. She's not listening. She's on vacation. Um, so again, we uh, we said the theme this year is VMworld begins with you, right? You being me, Eric Nelson. Yeah. So it's all going to be on that. <laughs> Huge banners. Eric, you even wore your VMworld shirt yeah, today. It's like you I knew. Did. Yeah, I did know. I did know that our vSphere guest was going to cancel, and we're going to talk about <laughs> VMworld the whole show. Uh, but yeah, so it begins with you. Possibility begins with you. Innovation, innovation begins with you. Um, so it's all, it's all going to begin with you on May eighth. Uh, they are, they are targeting some big numbers. They're trying to get more people there, right? So they got some aggressive targets. Uh, but they're expecting expecting a lot of people there. They they have some pretty good size targets for Europe as well. So Europe mm-hmm. is now you know twelve thousand some people, right? Like uh, so right, it should be, right. it's it's climbing and it's catching up to U.S. Right. So that's the interesting thing that we've seen in Europe versus U.S. Is Europe is actually getting to be it used to be Europe was like a three four or five thousand person kind of uh, little brother, right? You know, or right. you know almost like a sibling to the parent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now if you really look at it, you know, Europe is actually turning into a full-scale, you know, parity event, right, from a number of people there, a number of sessions, and the draw. Right, right. right. Uh, and with that comes revenue, right, because we do sell tickets to the stuff. And then right. revenue, we break even on VMworld, or that's the goal, is just to break even. Mm-hmm. But with a larger number of people, it means we get to pull bigger programs in. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so. It's fun, fun, different and interesting programs at the event, right. not pull in more money to the company. I mean, that would be... Uh, yeah, no, we don't do that. We just, no. we, we're always balancing what we can do versus the dollars we get to do it with, right? And right. As long as we break even, we're in pretty good shape. So that's good. So uh, VMTN, the V Brown Bag sessions, we're going to be there again. So um, any changes from a standpoint of uh, Alistair still going to be there, still looking for yeah, you know, still, call for papers. Right? Still Alistair, still, uh, we'll still do a call for papers, find some, some cool sessions that maybe got overlooked. Um, and, you know, they were awesome last year. I remember we had, I think, 40 seats, 45 seats, some bean bags. And then uh, because it was kind of by the hallway, mm-hmm. people would just kind of line up right at the edge of the, um, of the theater and come, come watch. So, we're really excited to have those again, have them in, in Schedule Builder, too, so so you can plan. Yeah, so the Schedule Builder was the key last year because when we got all the sessions in Schedule Builder, everybody just showed up, constant stream of people coming in and out. Uh, so so that, that should be the same. Um, we're also expanding into a second theater for code this year, right, so that we can have some code sessions. Yeah, so the idea is kind of to do, do the same thing. We'll have one theater on one side, um, 
with the V Brown Bag sessions as well be live streamed again. And then we'll have um, kind of the podcast studios in the middle to, to keep the, the sound differentiated. And then on the other side, we'll have um, the, the VMware code power sessions, which we're really excited about. Mm. Kind of the same idea as the V Brown Bag sessions, but totally dedicated to code. Um, and we've got some some cool speakers lined up for that already. So yeah, awesome. Looking forward. We'll do call call for papers too if you're interested. How do you source the um, VMware code like those those types of things? Where where do you go to like the office of the CTOs or do you, like is it just people who are having ideas already who come and like volunteer? I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of things going on um, for code and for DevOps in general. So mm-hmm. we're working closely. Um, with some internal stakeholders, the um, cloud native team is pretty tightly integrated. Uh, Alex Ellis has some interest, um, so there will be some of that. We also have some of the uh, Dell EMC code people oh, have okay. have come over, so we're gonna gonna try to work with them a little bit too. Very cool. And then we'll do call for papers the same way we do with the brown bag and see kind of what's out there in the community, what people are excited about. Yeah. And the and the the power sessions. The reason we chose power sessions is that power. My microphone <laughs> struggling with power. <laughs> but uh, you sound great, Eric. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, power sessions, power uh, PowerShell, right? So mm-hmm. working with uh, William Lamb and crew to you know recruit interesting fifteen twenty minute talks around what are what are good PowerShell examples. Uh, so that's that's one category. We have, uh, what's the other categories? Cloud native, I think, is one of the categories that we have that uh, you can do just a power talk around how to use uh, cloud native. Uh, and there are like two Kubernetes other ones. Kubernetes. Kubernetes, one. yeah. So it's cloud being native. able to, and we have these code events already where we have had speakers come in and uh, talk on these subjects. So uh, basically reaching out to the people who have already had talks on mm-hmm. these things in various locations and then inviting them to come to VMworld and get on the platform. I saw this interesting uh, fling, so, um, and it was like blockchain on VMware. Uh, no, yeah. that would be a very cool thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I'll have to look up the details, but I was like, I, yeah. I want to know more about that. What are we doing blockchain on vSphere? You know, so. Yeah, uh, there is a talk that, that they have, they're going around talking about that. I think that came out of the office of the CTO. So yeah, oh, yeah. those are kind of things that are interesting that we're going to try to harness and then get them in schedule builder. Um, there is a DevOps track. So when you talk about, you know, automation, right, mm-hmm. um, which is what code is really about for us. It's about automation. Right. And then there are multiple ways to automate, whether it's being using PowerCLI, whether it's using uh, the REST APIs and building a web app that does that, or whether it's doing open source work where you're still automating. Uh, it's really about automation and different different strategies for automation. Um, we're just going to work with the, the guys that have already built content and sure, have been yeah. running around doing the presentation and bringing them in and giving them a platform and then uh, giving them uh, access to Schedule Builder so yeah. that they can get their, this content in Schedule Builder because the DevOps track is limited in the number of sessions right. they get in the official Absolutely, you know, big yeah. session. Mm-hmm. My guess would be DevOps is going to maybe have 15 sessions, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a subtrack um, in the modernized, future, modernized yeah, uh, application. Right, right. Some of the stuff I don't think has been announced yet. But mm-hmm. uh, when you look at how they're building out the categories for sessions, they're as you'd expect, um, you know, NSX, uh, vSAN. Kind of by uh, compute, business unit. Yeah, by business right. unit and functionality. And then they have this uh, futures type 
category. Right. And they have like three or four subcategories in the futures, IoT, uh, and then DevOps is one of those. But again, it's only maybe 15 sessions. Right. And they're full hour-long sessions, yeah, so they're going to they, be heavy. Uh, where I, we think there's a lot of demand for small talks around given subjects that yeah, are totally. You automated. don't have to reorganize right. your day around yeah. it. You can just kind of swing by. Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. Right. right. And that makes sense. Like the younger business units, like they don't necessarily have products that have, you know, 20,000 customers or 100,000 customers, right? So, um, you know, naturally they're not going to put them into a hall with like, you know, 500 seats. So, right. But, right. To, but to have access, you know, for people who are interested in that cutting edge, bleeding edge, you know, use cases like that, that's exactly what you want. Yeah. yeah. And giving people a platform where maybe they just wrote a cool script, right? Yeah. Like, there's no way that's going to get a session, but a cool script is something you can come share and show right. how it works. And there is demand for that. Plus, then you give the audience a taste, and there's always more. These guys are bloggers or podcasters. Or there's always more you can find right. if you want. Now, around code and automation, we're also then going to do some fun things in the, the community booth, right? Uh, one is we're going to have an espresso machine, right? So you can come, you know, get an espresso. Right? Well, I we're going to be really hyper. <laughs> yeah, we can't have a secret espresso machine anymore, but maybe you should have. Well, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I know. You know now I know where. Two. One for the back room and one for the yeah room. okay yeah. yeah but uh, we're doing that we're also going to have a giveaway booth right so that you can come get swag right from a central place mm-hmm. right um, well the sticker exchange last year yeah. was revolutionary to me I don't know if you've always done that and I've just missed it but the the fact that you could come to like a group of tables and see almost every single you know all the stickers that people bring. Um, you know, to promote their... We should put uh, that on the list because I don't think... I think we forgot about sticker exchange. Oh, man, that was amazing. And people have just amazingly cool stickers for their stuff. That always goes on anyway, but we actually had like a tweet up where, mm-hmm. where we had a time where you could come bring some of your stickers and exchange them, and then you always come in and there's stickers on the table that everybody right. drops mm-hmm. off so that you can kind of manually ex- exchange it. But we actually did a tweet up where we said, come at this time and... People will bring their their favorite stickers and you can exchange. So, yep, sticker Just exchange always very cool. always good. Um, so we do have the the blogger tables, right? As always, uh, where we get the bloggers together and and talk. And then we are going to have the blogger passes that we're giving out. Uh, I think there's a hundred uh, blogger passes. How are we going to give out blogger passes this year? TBD. TBD. Whoever yeah. gives us the most money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you automatically get one. Yeah, exactly. Right? There so, you go. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, sorry, looking at the chat at the same time. Um, so we have the blogger tables. We're going to give away blogger passes. We do look at um, the amount of blogs you did during VMworld last year. So that's one of the criteria that we have. So oh, that makes sense. Some of these guys have been automatically getting passes year after year, and some of them are absolutely very active bloggers, and so we, we give those people passes because they're active. But every once in a while, it's kind of like the expert program, where when we ran the expert this year, you know, you didn't get invited, and I got a bunch of escalations saying, Whoa, why didn't I get invited? And I... I go back through and I show them how many blogs they wrote last year, which was like one. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we, I, I didn't tweet at all last year. And mm-hmm. you can go back and look at 2016. They were really active. And then 2017, they weren't. And so then I would explain to them that. And so, um, yeah, we're going to probably give away blogger passes the same way. So every year we cut a few people off. And yeah. so you should, if you're a blogger and you're expecting a free pass, 
you know, make sure you're blogging throughout the year. Right? Yeah, and you, you do have a chance to redeem yourself. We're about to do a big call for VMware blogs too. So if um if you haven't been blogging but you have some time now and you want to blog about something or you want to blog about VMworld 2018 and all the reasons why you should go, uh, we'll we'll send out some more details on that soon. But uh, there's there's still time. It's not too late. Nice. Yeah. And um, yeah, we also look at how many you did during the show or after the show. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just all year round. It's we're giving out blogger passes so you're so you blogging about blog, VMworld. Right. But right. you're right. You can. Because we're doing this call for blogs for Reg now, we, we can actually do that. Then our goal is to have more people pay, so uh, everybody pay. Right? <laughs> Save your money. <laughs> yeah, put $50 a week into your VMworld fund. Right, let's see, maybe 52 weeks, 50 grand, $50, that might work. Um, Good so halfway we, there. We have that. Um, I'm just going through the, the list of things, the vExpert party. Uh, we got loud and clear that Everybody wants Pat there. Um, last year, Pat got, I think Pat got sick, yeah. and we were going to have Michael Dell and Pat. We had them there. We had security lined up for them. We had everything ready to have both of them at uh, at the, the expert parties. And then uh, I think Michael Dell got the flu, uh, and or Pat got the flu, and Michael Dell had to cover Pat's events. One of the two of them got the flu, and that just wiped out their schedule. Absolutely, right? yeah. And literally had the flu. So we had everybody signed up for that. Um, so we will do that again. Uh, we will get uh, on Pat and possibly Michael Dell's schedule. Uh, he's very supportive of coming to the expert uh, event, and we invite all the VCDXs as well. So he's also very supportive of that. So we'll definitely get him there. We don't have a venue yet. So anybody have any good Vegas venue? Um, the the woman I got to go do a shout out to Carolyn Santos, um, um, Corey Romero and Cor- Carolyn Santos used to organize where we're going to have the V Expert party, get the buses ready, do a lot of work to get that ready. And Corey's been out; he's, gonna, he's got a, a schedule back on I think May 20th, so he should be back in time to mm-hmm. make a lot of that happen. But uh, Carolyn Santos is no longer with the company, so we have to go find a, a venue. So she's right. the one that got the Mob Museum two years ago. Oh, she's the one right. that got the Pinball Museum mm-hmm. last year. So we're looking for a good uh, venue in Vegas. So if you know one. It's an interesting city, right? That They have all these interesting things and interesting places. So yep. Um, yep. it's just we don't have native knowledge of it. So we right. need people with that native knowledge. Now, the good news is on this front, um, we're having the VMworlds um, in two different quarters this year. Uh, last year, it was all bundled up into one quarter. So Q3 had both VMworld US and VMworld Europe. And if you know how uh, I have to pay for things, right, that gets tricky, right? <laughs> where you know we're spending Budget, for, yeah. uh, uh, the expert party maybe fifty, sixty thousand to, mm-hmm. to make that happen uh, between buses and venues and alcohol and food and so forth. Uh, and then at the same time, you you have that in Europe, uh, and then that's all in one quarter. It has to come out of a budget in one quarter, which is pretty that's hard rough. to do. Yeah, that's, that's pretty hard to do. We're now we're going to be in Q3 for uh, August, September, and then Q4 starts in November, and I think the Emerald Europe is November 4th or 5th, so Got it, it hits okay. in my Q4 budget, which means we should have plenty of money to, to do some cool stuff and give some cool stuff away. So the expert party is happening, um, and if you have a cool venue you'd like us to go to in Vegas, we'll be planning over the next four or five weeks to see if we can get, get something booked. In Europe, we had a really great uh, venue again last year, so we'll do we'll do something there. That was actually pretty good. So, um, but this year we have to we have to make that happen because poor Carol and Santos is not working with the company anymore. 
Maybe more, to go higher more back. Big, big shoes to sell. Yeah. A lot of them. Maybe if Carolyn, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you know, yeah. give me a call and we'll put you on contract and you can help us help us do it anyway. So um all right. Hackathon, we're gonna be doing some code events. We've talked about the code sessions, which are gonna kinda of kick off a long a larger hackathon where we're gonna thinking about <clears throat> trying to start it at four and go from four where we'll have some sessions on training. And then, you know, those sessions that are happening in the theater during the day can then transition to the hackathon uh, at 6 p.m. And so that should be good. Uh, We're working with William and Alan again, um, and that that should happen. And we should have the multiple threads across the different uh, learning threads, whether it be cloud native, um, whether it be our CLI, whether it be open source or an open category. Like last year we had the... uh, Open category was kind of the um, Alexa programming. So right. you could come in and do some Alexa program, write some code. Um, we kind of learned a little bit about this, so we got to get the projects going earlier because what we found in the hackathon is it's kind of like a party um, where people <laughs> have a party with a laptop and they're drinking beer. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think anybody ever really wrote a lot of code during the hackathon. Right? There was some ideas and some cleanup of their ideas and presenting their ideas, but I can count the amount of lines of code that got written in the hackathon, probably on one hand, right? Like not a lot of lines of code, right? Um, mm. So we're going to try to figure out how to overcome that, maybe allow project teams to start earlier, right? Mm. Uh, and maybe do like a virtual uh, hackathon. We are looking at an online tool um, called Hacker Earth, Hacker Earth yeah. uh, that um, several of the big competitors use. Uh, we won't mention their names, but uh, we're also looking at them. And they have a whole online environment where you can do the hackathon a month earlier, right? And do it all online. And then you come together at the end and all the teams meet and engage in the physical place to kind of review what they worked on in the last four weeks. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, might do some of that. Just spread it out over time. Yeah, yeah and I think there's time. a mobile yeah. app too, so you can really engage right. with the oh. audience. It's very cool. And you can potentially be part of the hackathon without even without coming, coming to the end yeah. mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. then we can expand that. So. Uh, we're looking at doing that. Uh, yeah, not much uh, on, the, on, the, on the chat, not much beer at Hackathon last year. Um, hey, yep, um, that was... Uh, Maybe on purpose? No, it was not. No, in fact, I got in trouble. I got yelled at uh, because we went and bought beer from the local... Oh, uh, from outside. No, it was at the Luxor. The one okay. in the U.S. was at Luxor. Somebody messed up the food order. Okay. Like, uh, I know who did it, but I'm not going to run them over the bus quarter in <laughs> uh, somehow he messed it up, and it, we didn't end up with. Uh, no, it wasn't Corey Romero. I, I think it was Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim Bonneman, uh, who's no longer with us, but not because of that. Um, but yeah, so Tim messed up the food order. But not because, uh, of not because of that. He just messed up the food <laughs> order. And so food didn't come. We had a little finger food. No beer came, no pizza came. Basically, we had a hackathon with like nothing, like oh a couple goodness. little finger foods, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so we realized that was a problem. So we're at the Luxor, and Luxor has a store out in their little right. Luxor area. So we went out and we spent like five hundred dollars on beer cases, and we just cleaned out the little right. store with cases of beer, pretzels, whatever we could. Doritos, we just, we just, yeah, yeah. We just, we just brought <laughs> in beer, and 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 brought, which is the right thing to do. Uh, but the events team did not appreciate that because we have a contract with the food people, right? Right, which says they deliver whatever you order. Got so it. You're yeah. not allowed to even go into the Luxor store and buy cases of beer and walk them around the corner. Right, right. Room. 
So anyway, I got yelled at that, but that's all right. I always get yelled at. So I just went, oh, <laughs> we didn't have any food. <laughs> Eric, can I ask you a big picture question? Sure. You know, I've noticed the community um, presence and growth at VMworld over the years. Like, what is your kind of vision for that? Like, where, you know, where you started at and then, you know, I feel like you're growing in a direction, right? Um, so what is that vision that you're kind of uh, working towards? Uh, the, our vision is uh, just simple. Uh, do things that make the community members bigger and better and more successful. So right. whatever program I can do that would enable more people to be uh, uh, effective evangelists mm-hmm. right, and running their own practices, whatever that might be, is what we're trying to do. So. Um, I always look at every program we fund is, will that make the, you know, the 2,000 of the experts or the heavy community users more popular, bigger, better at engaging with their customers and becoming famous or becoming effective? And so training, uh, all the programs are focused around giving these people a bigger brand. So all right. of the EVM 10 sessions are about giving these people that might not have gotten a big session a place to get their brand out, to get stage, their message out. Mic, yeah, yeah, a stage, a mic, a place to 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 be famous, right? Um, and all of the and the code program is the same thing, just teaching you uh, how to you know build code, you know automation pieces, and then share that amongst the the, the community. So um, that's what we're trying to do. That's that all across the board. What we're always trying to do. Um, we try not to do much marketing. We just try to enable community members to, to, to be able to be more effective. And my, my framework has always been Microsoft. Uh, if you look at their MVP program, their MPV program has 3,000 people in it, right, mm-hmm. across all the different product lines, right? Uh, when we started the expert program, me and John, you know, we had 25, right? Um, <laughs> and we looked at the MVP program at the time was 1,600, right? right. And we were like, yeah, we got a lot of work to do, right? right, we, right. we want that army of evangelists, I think, in one of the reseller news or whatever, they, they quoted us last year going, VMware's community army attacks, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's not that we're building an army. We're, we're making people successful, right, in, right, out in the ecosystem. I used to work out in the ecosystem. I ran a data center. I've been a consultant. I've worked as an SE. I've done, been out there. So I know what it's like to be out there and and need to have a brand and need to be effective at what you're working with customers on. So um, coming back and taking social and community and trying to enable everyone in that space and giving them, you know, the opportunity to be in the front. I don't want to be in the front. Um, To some degree, even this podcast, I kind of, you know, hesitate to do, right? Because Mm -hmm. we've always worked behind the scenes to try to build the programs that enable the people to be who they are. Got it. and then we we take that budget and uh, and and try to um, try to to be effective with that. So uh, if when we get to three thousand in the VXPert program, right, where we're <laughs> above Microsoft or we're in that mm-hmm. space, then then I think we start looking at you know quality. Um, mm-hmm. You know what does it mean? How how what is the quality of that? I I think there will be a limit to how big the whole thing gets, right? Sure. Uh, because the industry is only so big, um, so. That's a long question. Long answer. No, no. It's. Yeah. I mean, I think it right. really does give like those of us in the community kind of insight into what's going on and what's motivating all of this, right? And 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 that's that's really valuable. It's this force multiplication and uh, right. magnification of people's like ability to you know progress in their right. own careers. Like yeah. I, I feel like that's been a big effect. Yeah. 
And a lot of a lot of the companies don't really do it this way. Like uh, you know, a lot of companies, we just had uh, Lithium come in for our Jive platform replacement project we got because Jive got bought by Lithium. We use Jive to run the VMTN uh, forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come in and they, they talk about community as this thing that you own, right? That VMware owns this community and it's their platform and, you know, they'll, they'll build us this stuff for you to run. And I always have to stare at them and go like, oh, we don't run it that way, right? We, right. The community is the community and the, the platform are all the channels that people are building, right? Right, um, right. And I want to build a, a connection between all those platforms and all those channels and all those brands, right, to make a community ecosystem. Yeah. But it's not my community. It's not coming to communities.vmware.com and reading what people share there. It's about the entire ecosystem. And that's a different way to run community than some of the other guys run them. Right? Sure, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the strength of the community is the members. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not the like the yeah. top-down direction. Right. Right. So if right. you stifle the members, then the community mm-hmm. ends up kind of withering. And I think that even differentiates us a little bit uh, versus um, VMUG. Uh, VMUG is good for on location. You know, we're sure. big on that, supporting them, love the community, love VMUG participation, all that. Uh, what we're trying to do is run big online connecting programs that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think even VMUG takes that charter. Like our charter is, how do I make make Michelle Laverick or how do I make William Lamb even more popular than they are today, right? Mm-hmm. And and build that ecosystem of people and brands because um, you know we talk about digital marketing here a lot, and uh, I kind of uh, I look at digital marketing and I go, eh, it's nice, but if you look at how systems are sold. They're sold with people. People, right? Like these are complex enough that mm-hmm. you don't just go online and read a manual and go, okay, I think I'll buy this. Right? Right. <laughs> I, I always laugh when, when I was at Sun Microsystems, they, they used to sell these E10K, big giant yeah. you know, machines. Mm-hmm. And I always used to go, yeah, the support model there is you just staple an SE right onto the side, right? He comes <laughs> at a shrink wrap wrapper you pull off. And, and VMware technology is very much the same, right? Uh, you just don't buy it and start using it. Maybe Fusion, mm-hmm. Workstation, but everything else is going to come with some really skilled people as part of your ecosystem that you're going to want to have relationships with. They're going to help you do your 2019 planning for your, for your data right. center, all that stuff. And, and what we're here to do is enable all those people that are in that business. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why that so when you come to VMworld and you come to the community area, the program should be about how you can do more podcasts, how you can get sessions out, how you can learn the things that you need to do, and then we of course want to meet you and say hello and give you some free stuff and engage that way. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. Um, so hackathon, uh, we we have we're going to obviously be doing social big screen. So if you're a social wonk and you want to do tweeting and put things out on the uh, out on the hashtags. We'll have the big screens again this year. Even though Tony Dunn is no longer with us, we have a, a new guy, Josh uh, Melenthal, which we're going to have to get on the podcast because nobody knows of him yet. Uh, but uh, we have a new new community member, uh, team member. He'll be out soon, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's coming out. So we'll have him on a podcast. Uh, he's coming out for his training. He's based in Atlanta, so the AirWatch, uh, Airwatch team, office. Uh, yeah, office okay. down there. We have him in Atlanta. He's a cool guy. He used to work at uh, Delta Airlines. Uh, so um, that's that's good. He knows a lot of social, knows a lot of the tools. Uh, so he'll be running the big screens uh, much the way, yes, Tony Dunn is now uh, director of social and communities at NetApp. So if you're looking to stay in touch with Tony, he's on LinkedIn. He's also running social and communities much like we do uh, over at NetApp. And another former employee, uh, Marius Quintana, is now uh, running social and communities at, at IBM. So we oh, have nice. fond 
too train them too yeah, well. I mean, we, we, <laughs> if you look at their websites at what their community is, they're taking that same approach, right? Which is which is also cool. So, Very nice. Uh, the big screens are the giant screens that hang down from VMworld, where you see all the social feeds. Uh, so people on the chat, uh, Michelle's asking, what big screens? Yeah, giant projection. Uh, yeah, screens, giant, right? giant projection screens where we have the social feeds so that you can watch and tweet out on the hashtags and get some uh, get some exposure there. We are going to be live streaming all of, obviously, all of the brown bag stuff is live stream at VMworld. We will also be live streaming the general sessions, and we will also have the beams there. So for the people that can't make it to VMworld, you can watch the live stream general sessions. You can watch the V brown bag, and you can beam in and say hello to us and drive around. So, yeah, do, do the beams have badges this year? Uh, yeah, they will have badges so that security guards will not have the hassle of beams this year. <laughs> and we are going to have T-shirts <laughs> and hats on them. So yeah. We'll have V-San but don't hats. tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will have female and male beams. So one will be dressed in a cute little dress. <laughs> the other one will be dressed in a guy T-shirt. So you should, it should be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with the beams this year. Uh, so you will be able to enjoy uh, a lot of the community stuff going on. Gendered remote presence. Yes. Yeah. Gendered remote okay. presence. I'm only joking right. about that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, I bought it. Yeah, uh, you yeah. got me. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was yeah. like, wow. Well, you cannot say no to that because you would be in trouble. Uh, we are going to have the podcast room. We're looking forward to podcast. Mr. John Troyer and um, a couple other big podcasters were there last year. We're going to have them there again this year. We'll have a schedule for them, so that should go well. Um, what else we got? We got the beams, we got the experts, and I think that's that's almost everything, right? What else do we got at VMworld that uh, we care about? Uh, oh, CloudCred will be there. Um, not a lot of talk about the Pro League yet, but there is a Pro League coming. Uh, oh, I'll talk about oh, it. I'll shoot, talk about yeah, I was going to say, you know, that's so cool. Pro yeah. League? <laughs> yeah, we got a... Uh, so we, uh, we have uh, um, cool. a, a puzzlement on my face on yeah. Facebook Live must be yeah. burning through the camera. Yeah. Um, we are going to have uh, a CloudCred Pro League, which we're recruiting, I think. We have on CloudCred maybe 50 players that have... We, we, we developed CloudCred to go after Microsoft's SMB. Right? So okay. it was a way to get newbies to learn about you know, kind of the ecosystem for VMware and all the social stuff that's going on sure. and get, to, get, in, get tied into everybody. And so it has been successful that 23,000 people have been through the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we notice is that we get like maybe a couple, 300 people that keep playing. So we had up to level 15, so you can prestige after 20,000 points, and it resets all your numbers, and you start on the leaderboard from scratch again, and you only get a new icon, right? Mm. So it's the classic uh, Call of Duty prestige thing where you get all your new weapons. Right. CloudCred has prestige where you get new tasks, opens up a lot of the repeatable tasks, and then you get a new icon, and you have to work your way up to 20,000 again. So we had 15 levels of prestige. You'd think that would be enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like after running 20,000 points up and then resetting 15 times, you would be done. But right. no, no, no. They, we have players that went to 15 layer, then they were, come on, we want to do more. They're addicted to it. Wow. So we took all the badges and we put an asterisk on them, like on the, on the shields, mm-hmm. your icons. We made, you know, one through 15 again, same icons, but then put a little a cute little ask, you know, road, red asterisky thing okay. on the shield. So then that became 16 through 30 levels. Got it. They ran up to level 30. And now they wanted, so then we did an asterisk on a stripe, so now you got a stripe, but uh, so we're now at like 45. And we're like, okay, this, we've had enough of this, right? Like, what we really need to do is have these guys do something a little more interesting. So we're creating this pro league, 
the pro league, uh, each of the pros will have a Twitch channel Ooh. Uh, with a branded uh, Cloudcred um, Twitch okay. channel that we'll be also promoting. Uh, and in fact, we're going to move the podcast onto a Twitch channel as well. So we will, we are all moving to Twitch. Um, nice. Exciting. Uh, kind of cool. Um, what we're going to be doing uh, with them is then creating matches where we're working with the BUs to get really serious tasks. Mm-hmm. And then they will be doing it on their home labs and live streaming. Oh, uh, wow. Screen capturing while they do a really challenging task. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn how to do that challenging task, like reformat your, your vSAN storage disks, right, right, which right. vSphere won't do, how do you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go off and do that live stream, record it. So then you can go watch... Uh, 10 different pros mm-hmm. do that same task. Struggle through yeah, the same struggle thing. Struggle through the same right. task and see how they do that. So we're building matches for the pros. So, um, And then we're going to have some pro event at VMworld through CloudCrest. That's intense. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that I know. Works. I'm yeah, excited but, uh, about this yeah, like yeah. because, you know, like, honestly, currently the only way to, like, learn those types of things is from somebody's blog post. And they, like, walk you through it, right, which right. makes it seem easy, which cuts out the part where they struggled. Right. Right. Unless the blogger's really good about going and then I struggled with this for seven hours and I walked away for a week and then I had this epiphany overnight or in the shower, right? And and a lot of that stuff usually gets cut or it's not included. It's just like the kind of sanitized here's how you do it. So to watch somebody who's really good at something struggle through their task in real time, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it should be good because if you really look at some of the learning and how we're doing learning now, you, you go read the blog, but then you're also on YouTube mm-hmm. trying to watch somebody. But the right. blog and the YouTube thing doesn't necessarily match. Right? right. And so this way, we'll have a set of videos that show hard tasks. So if you don't like this guy and you want this woman to do it or somebody else, you mm-hmm. just want to watch somebody else's perspective of how to do it, you can watch three different video streams all doing the same thing. Because when I go to YouTube right now and search that, it's like one guy doing a slightly different thing. Right, right. And so then I don't really understand what I've missed here because mm-hmm. he's only doing a little part of it. This other YouTube video is doing some part of it, and so I have to cobble together what my answer is. Absolutely. Where, uh, we're working with EBUs to, to, to identify those really hard things that then we can have people do Twitch well, channel. It, yeah, it's so interesting because people, like, Again, like, a, you know, maybe the classic use of Twitch is like video games, right? But, you know, there's people who do all, all kinds of things like compose music or, you know, code on Twitch, right? So the idea, like, I've watched people play video games and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm terrible at this video game. And I watch, like, somebody who's really, really good at it play live. And I go, oh, I see what they're doing. I see the tactics that they use. I understand the, the gap of skills. And, you know, that caused me to, I mean, generally, it caused me to quit the game. But, um, it's still like my enjoyment of the thing. Like, don't don't quit VC, right? Yeah. That's part of your job. But um, but but to to see somebody who's really good at it and and get inspired by that, yeah. that's really so, amazing. So we're gonna attempt to do video learning, really yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. uh, and take that to the next level. So that'll be that'll be there, and we'll do some kind of match while we're at VMworld together. Uh, wow, is that gonna that. is that gonna spawn like a whole generation of like uh, trainers? No. No, but I think it will. Um, I think it might because Elsa. Yeah, yeah nobody's right or wrong here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Could, but um, what I think it. Uh, we already have a generation of trainers. What I think it's going to do is expand another platform option from just blogs mm-hmm. to like get people to understand Twitch, right? right? Because Twitch is really popular now. Twitching is really a gaming platform, so YouTube or Twitch, yeah. they're both live stream platforms that are capturing, sure. you know. 
you know, rock stars doing things. Right? That's just the, the right. brand of the channel, but right. the channel itself right. is the interesting thing. So yeah. getting people into the idea of going, hey, you know, instead of just writing a blog, maybe I should do some video capture and do some live streaming. Hmm. And what we have learned through the live stream that we're doing on the podcast, like live stream beats regular hmm. by like 5x, right? So the traffic we get on live stream, it, even on other live stream events, we've done code, code events, uh, Traffic on live stream is big, um, and I'm not sure why it is, right? Like people just want to sit and watch uh, and kind of listen while they, while they chat in a chat window. So mm-hmm. uh, Twitch is very much the same way. You do a screen capture. You, you know, the guy's talking while he's doing the task, you know, yep. mumbling about whatever he is, wants to curse at a command line he can. <laughs> uh, and it just feels very real and very live. Yeah. Um, and then you can comment, you know, and give him feedback while he's doing that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these will be live, but they'll also be recorded. So most of the people will just watch them post post live. Right. But if you really want to go watch, you know, one of these pros go do a task, you can go watch them live and then give them direct feedback. So we're looking for pros in the, the different reason, uh, um, the different regions as well. And yes, they will absolutely be recorded. Uh, that's right. what Twitch does. So. Most of the people that are watching Twitch, whether you're a League of Legends fan or whatever the Twitch channel is that you like, PUBG. which they have all kind of different channels. Uh, what is it? PUBG? Yeah. 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 Uh, is what I've heard. Not, I have yeah, you, you spent you hours and hours know. watching right. PUBG on right. Twitch. So, <laughs> not, that's not what I'm saying. Um, Just and a friend. <laughs> I've heard about it. And as we get into AWS, isn't Twitch owned by AWS? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Are they owned by Amazon? Yeah, Amazon, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're owned by wow. Amazon. Wow. Okay. So, um, uh, that's not why we're actually looking at them. Um, just doing them because they're a good platform for this. And much the way we supported bloggers and we support YouTube channels, I think it would be it's far time to start looking at Twitch and starting to have a Twitch channel. And as I said, I think we're going to move. Uh, we're going to live stream on Facebook like we always have. We're going to keep using uh, uh, TalkShoe because it's just historic. And, mm-hmm. and even though it's a horrible tool these days, uh, we still use it. Uh, and then we're probably going to spin up a Twitch stream as well because we can, we can do that. So those are the things that we're doing. So we'll, yeah, that's uh, that's our expansion into the Twitch universe uh, that we're working on. Um, I think that covers almost everything we've got running. Anybody wants to help us, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you want to volunteer to come work a booth or engage with podcast studios or anything else, we're always willing to accept uh, community members, although if you come to VMworld, um, you probably don't want to sit around and help us <laughs> uh, 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 do that. Uh, what else is there on the booth that I'm missing? I think we are going to try to do a VExpert giveaway again this year. Last year we had VExpert uh, bags that we gave away. Kind of had lines at the, the community booth. Yeah, we're going where, to have to yeah, do that a little differently. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be shipping them. We, If you didn't make it to VMworld, hmm. you, you could send in your address and we would ship you your VExpert bag. Uh, we're not going to do this this year. We spent more money on shipping than we did on the bags themselves Oof. last year. So, shipping's expensive. Yeah, shipping's expensive. So you got to come to VMworld to get your stuff. And if you're not at VMworld, well, sorry, go down to Best Buy and buy a battery pack. <laughs> branded stuff um we have uh 10 minutes left here i'm just uh i'm still stuck on this twitch uh thing like i'm i'm just trying to figure out what i could you know part of my job that i could put on twitch but then i i'm concerned that i would just be on twitch like watching other people <laughs> play PUBG or factorio that's the other game that i watch people play factorio plug for factorio here all of a sudden Nobody knows that game. Never mind. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't been watching the Booth Babe, uh, the thread on Booth Babes, um, so I haven't. I don't know where that's going on chat, but I would say that uh, VMware does not bless Booth Babes, and we strongly oh, discourage all partners to no longer have Booth. In fact, I think. If you do a booth, babe, we kick you out of the show. So yeah. I don't want to say that for uh, uh, formally uh, because I don't know that for fact. But is I, it a I think it's, policy? I think, it's it, a, I think it is now. I think I, you're right. I think it is. I, I can't guarantee that, but I think it is a formal policy now that we do not allow um, allow vendors, partners to to have you know booth babes, right? Which mm-hmm. was. You know, if you know what a booth babe is, it's taking a, a a model, you know, hiring a model and putting them in a scantily clothed outfit and putting them in front of your booth and hand out. Now, some 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 partners have models that are not scantily clothed, but they're they're clearly models when you talk to them. But they know about the product; they've been trained. So there's a fine line. You know, I think it's a continuum of what defines a booth babe. But uh, we have outlawed the scantily clothed. Uh, Obviously, model that's sitting out repping the right repping the stuff that well, that happened about eight years ago. So. Yeah, that that I haven't. I think right. the first VM world that I went to was 2014, and I, I and you've never not, yeah I've yeah. never seen yeah. Booth Babes. Yeah. Uh, back in 2008, Alex Meyer was uh, used to work run the podcast with John Schroeder, mm-hmm. and they got into a whole Booth Babe discussion, and uh, and uh, in the end, that that discussion was a good social discussion, and uh, they 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 changed the policy. And, mm. and and actually took it out to the vendors. So that's awesome. That's good. So we will not be dressing our 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 uh, beams, beams. <laughs> telepresence bot in anything but neutral Beam neutral <laughs> neutral clothing. Now we're, now we're back to dressing the beams. Yeah, just dressing. I'm, I'm not today. falling for that again. Yeah, I, I'm not going to ever say that again. Baseball caps, but, but we did sideways. we did get we did get feedback that we should dress up the beams a little bit so that that and we did get security who really did question people that were... Because the beams now have a larger range. They they fix Wi-Fi at the conference so that the beams kind of can drive pretty much anywhere they want. And so when you leave the area around community, which we let the beams just go, people would drive around the whole solution exchange and security guards would come up to somebody and say, where's your badge? I'm like, yeah, they don't really have badges. They're just on a beam. Right. So we have to badge the beams. And then we thought... Wouldn't it be nice to put some clothes on the beams as well, like a T-shirt and a hat or something, to mm-hmm. kind of give them a geeky feel? Right? Well, you would. The thing that you do is you have a T-shirt that explains what's going on. I am a beam. I, I am a beam. Remote presence. Oh, that's ever. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Say hello to me. I I can talk to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. So we're doing that. Uh, I expect most of us will travel to VMworld this year. Oh, we didn't talk about where VMworlds are going to be. I, I did get. Can news. you talk about it? Well, this year it's it's Vegas. <laughs> I, they announced that last year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I think that we had the the organizers on last year. That was like yeah, we one did. Of the, and and, and Linda Linda Britt will, mm-hmm. uh, did not, and we would have had Linda on today, except for this, we happened pretty quick on this topic. Right. Right. Uh, but uh, I did. I was in a meeting with Linda Britt uh, a couple days ago, and I did ask that question because mm-hmm. she was there. And uh, and I was put on the spot. Please ask us a question, Eric. You always ask good questions. So I threw them the, how long is VMworld going to be in Barcelona? And I, the answer was for a few more years. That uh, mm. that Barcelona is just too big and too good a venue, and good it's city. mild in late November. Mm-hmm. So the weather is still uh, good for everybody. It pulls everybody in from the south. It pulls everybody from the north. So everybody's happy with the flights in and out. Right. You know. Like aircraft load or whatever the term was. Airlift. Airlift is, is, is appropriate. 
uh, venues appropriate. So uh, for the you know next few years, they're still going to be at Barcelona. So right. I'm just going to start brushing up on my Spanish, getting really good Great. at that. Start to appreciate all the different foods that are there, and I'll be happy. Uh, and so then, are we moving the main, uh, like, the uh, world of Costa Rica or something like that? No. Also, also mild and uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fall, central to everybody, central, yeah, north, south. Yeah. So we were thinking Bora Bora would be nice, you know. I don't know how airlift like is there, but yeah, I'm still game. Sure. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I think they are attempting, and no announcements been made yet, but they're pretty serious about bringing um, bringing VMworld back, no VMworld. U.S. from Vegas back into San Francisco. Oh, that I don't like that idea. I know everybody cringes when we say that, but well, four hundred dollar night hotel rooms. Is, uh, yep. Yeah. Well, we only left in the first place because Moscone was under construction, right? Yeah, that was the main reason. I I think it. Yeah. Mm, it's, you know. That's it's a rough city to travel to, and you know that's a two thousand dollar budget. Like I, my big thing was maybe trying to organize an informal event for people that are going to training the week before. So if you do training the week before VMworld in San Francisco, that's another, well, yeah. I'm going to say $10,000, you know, well, not $10,000, but, you know, $3,000 in hotels. That's, that is uh, the, the feedback. There's always trade-offs. There's always pros and cons. Very true. Yeah. And uh, the, the con is access to Silicon Valley people you know, that make the content better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that it's easier to get more people coming from Silicon Valley, right? Who Especially are doing the presentation. On day right? passes, right? right? Yeah, yeah. day see. passes are much higher. Um, uh, yeah. And so then, you're talking about VMware employees driving up from Palo Alto? Yeah, we can have more VMware employees doing things at the event because mm-hmm. we don't have to fly them somewhere to, to be there to support the events. If we're doing tweet ups, we can have everybody there. Um, I get uh, limited on how many people I can fly places as well. So, sure. so you you trade off the expense versus the the quality of the you know mm-hmm. the event itself. The right? people you're bringing in, right? And everybody I, knows I, I that San that. Francisco food is uh, much better than the. Whoa. No, no, I won't say that. Whoa. Plus, the Bay Area is nicer. You get to look at the green water. There's no water in Vegas, right? How do you There's get tons the of water in Vegas. Airport, right? it's, like, you it's just in fountains. It's just, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I can't dig my way out of this hole. Yeah, I can only just report what is and, you, and try to spin it. I'm a marketing guy, so you know I can. You can't get things. a great mission style burrito in yeah. Las Vegas. That's you very can, true. You can only get that in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Actually, for maybe for the the difference, you could just have it flown in <laughs> in hotel costs. Right? Uber helicopter. <laughs> so, so the point is, if you're gonna, if you want to go to VMworld, you're thinking about VMworld. Maybe this is the year to go because it's gonna be in Vegas. It'll be cheaper, mm-hmm. right? Still, and you'll you'll get your your VMworld uh, drug you know, fix by going to VMworld and seeing all of us and hanging out and doing this. This is the year to go because it's gonna be cheap this year. Because Vegas is going to be Vegas, but I can't guarantee that next year. Got it. I don't okay. think it's done deal yet because I don't think they've they've signed yeah, on the dotted line. So nobody's right. making any announcements yet. Uh, but they are looking to try to bring it back. It just depends on the construction of Moscone and you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, would it look bad if we started a Twitter poll and and uh, <laughs> and? Uh, Not sure that would go over well. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, it could. It could. I mean, it could. I mean, yeah. that's, that's an interesting thing that we should think about. How about should... you start it, John? Oh. 
<laughs> well, is my I guess I don't roll up to, to Robin, so maybe I'm the better yeah. one. Yeah. I know that I've tried to get us to leave Barcelona because I want to see more of Europe and mm. just going to the same place mm-hmm. seven years in a row, but uh, I've never been effective of changing anybody's mind in this space. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think whatever we do on the, on the Moscone versus uh, Vegas thing, we're going to make much impact either. So, no, okay. you, know, you know what the, the, the old phrase is, uh, know what you can't change. Yeah. You know, God has to give you the Tilting at windmills. Yeah, what you can change, right. what you can't. Don't waste your time thinking down things you can't. But Robin, these forty people have this opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my social reach. Forty people. <laughs> yeah. There's also the there's also the element of executives and trying sure. to you know, get executives there. They also have weird things where some companies don't let employees go to Vegas. Really? really? Yeah, they're blocked. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Much like the way some people aren't allowed to watch Harry Potter movies. <laughs> so I, it's like shit. you lost me there. Yeah, no, there's a correlation. Uh, both of them are very demon, de- demonic, right? So uh, Harry Potter's about witchcraft and, and madness around uh, wizards, and wizards are demonic, and therefore we won't let our children. Really, it's a, it, my parents yeah. did that. Yeah. It was yeah. a it was an uphill battle right. to even read the book, so the book. I can yeah. see the Vegas thing. And, and and so there are some companies that won't let their employees go to Vegas because they see it as a big party town, and that. Nothing can come good out. Oh, if you're Vegas. going to Vegas, we don't yeah. think that you're going to do the thing that we're paying you to yeah, go right, and do. Right. Mm-hmm. Got and it. So we okay. just have a policy that says we don't send people to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So there's a quite a you know maybe maybe 25 percent of companies who won't do that. So that's really uh, interesting. Yeah. So we we have that against all the other reasons. So it's a big uh, collage of reasons, and then they just have to kind of make some decisions. Well, what are the alternatives? I mean, Los Angeles, maybe. I mean, that's a big international airport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, they, they they consider Chicago, Toronto. Uh, there are there are places that that you know, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I was in Toronto for kickoff this mm-hmm. year, and there are just not that many hotels there. Really, compared yeah. to uh, in the convention center, it wasn't hmm. was nowhere near the size of any of the convention centers that we were at. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, San Jose is one um, less exciting, but uh, also. Yeah, maybe cheaper hotels. I right. don't think so. Right. No, no, really. Not. Well, yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah, the hotels might be down to like three hundred instead of four hundred. Right. Mm. Anyway, uh, nice family open round table here on VMworld. Those are all the things we're going to be doing, um, and I think we have budget for it, so it should be good. Uh, we're ex- excited about Alistair Cook and uh, the Brown Bag. Watch for the code power power sessions. We're going to be looking to recruit people to you know write some good PowerShell kind of examples and get on stage and talk through that as well as, you know, cloud native and rest APIs and then watch for the hackathon. Uh, a lot of good stuff. We'll be marketing it. And then uh, also you're doing a call for blogs on registration. So we want bloggers to talk about why to come to VMworld, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that should go out um, around May 8th when registration opens. So nice. stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So and watch the at V Journeyman Twitter poll on whether we should be in Vegas <laughs> or VMworld. All right. Yep. We're signing and, you up. And John will not be on our next podcast. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to put him on the list of things that people are doing. It's the formal list of things, and we're going to invite you to the Monday afternoon, 1.30 Wednesday meetings where you can talk to us about how that poll's going. Great. <laughs> Three responses. So. <laughs> I, I said before, my Twitter, my, my, my social media is just 40. Mine's not much better. Right. Um, uh, Michelle, thanks for seeing you, Vibish. Uh, everybody that's on, uh, Graham, 
missing Tony today. Don't know where he's at. Guest seven and guest eight. Appreciate you being in live chat. It's always fun to see people. Um, yeah, thanks, Chad. Yeah, th- thanks, Chad. And uh, uh, Michelle, yeah, we don't allow them. So that's the official policy. So we can confirm that. But I, I know it is. Um, it's already been through, uh, and they they do they do not allow it, and they discourage it. And I think they have an active policy that any any partner that does uh, have a booth saved, we we shut them down. Well, I remember yeah. there was I, I don't remember what the company was, but they had some off site off. Uh, they had their you know user conference in Vegas, and they had an off away from the convention event, and at the Somebody didn't check a box that said, hey, we don't want this. And they had, I want to say, like, ladies, like, in a Ferris wheel or something like that. <laughs> and, like, a chief marketing officer for that company lost their job over Jeez. over this fact. Like, this is, you know, the world that we live in, and it's, quite frankly, way better. So, just my humble opinion. <laughs> all right. With that, we're out of time. We can't chat all day. I'm going to go get some barbecue. Yeah, right? maybe that's where have, Tony is. We have better uh, those people in Texas. And uh, we, we always open with the barrier report. And I think we're going to just close with a lunchtime barbecue. Yeah. I'm going to think I'm going to walk down to Creekside and see. I've been told they have better barbecue down there in the they have summer. Burgers, they have for sure. Smoker. Uh, yeah. See, I heard a smoker. So Really? I, I heard, yeah. yeah, I heard yeah. yeah. John, I think I heard from John. Yep. Hmm. We have to follow you down there. Yeah. All right. With that, we'll be again here next week. We have some bloggers. Um, do we Vickis, have a shout out? Vickis and uh, Victor Vandenberg. So yeah. Yep. So we'll have them next week. Uh, they were gracious enough to uh, give us give us their time. We're going to talk about their blogs, and then we're scheduling a bunch of VCR talks. So we'll be here every Wednesday. Uh, with that, we'll hit the big red stop button now. Have a great week, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.